back. It's polarized time. We are back. We're got a great guest. We got a great series. We are kicking off our Robin Williams series today. It's the big move. I'm so excited to do it. We're going to talk, you know, we're going to get into some a person who is so, uh, so iconic, so wonderful. I'm excited to talk about movies that aren't maybe as iconic and roles that people might not know him for. But like, I don't know, there's there's something and we'll talk about it for this movie. Yeah, excited to talk about Robin Williams. We'll get into it today. We are starting off the Robin Williams series with Death to Smoochie. Death to Smoochie for everybody has a 42 percent. Critic score and a 66% audience score. What a movie it is. All right. I'm going to intro my forever, my forever guest, my co-host, my uh, compatriot in this, Mr. James Lindsay. How's it going? Hello. I'm, uh, I am the compatriot. I am the forever guest. I come back every week and uh, regale you with tales of polarizing movies. Brandini set us uh, on on the on the course of this Robin Williams series, which I thought was such a great idea because we've never done something that's been uh, focused on a person before. Yeah. And it's like uh, we're going to be talking about his films, his choices to do certain films that maybe, yeah, aren't the most popular, which I think will color his personality and who he is. Uh, even better, even some of his polarizing features as as an actor, possibly too. Um, but I really think this film fits the bill for for our podcast. I I don't know. I feel like ever since I do too. Uh, even before I've seen it, I would hear just whiffs of like what it was about before I saw, it and just kind of get the sense that you either kind of like it or you hate it, sort of thing. Or not everyone was like yeah. in agreement on how they felt about it. And then it also kind of like faded away in the ether. And I feel like it's not brought up oh a lot God. in, yeah. uh, in yeah. anyone's career, unless John Stewart is making fun of his acting career or something like that. He'll might be, he might make fun of himself like uh, for doing this or, or something like that. But anyways, yeah, you doing good. At least his haircut. <laughs> I mean that haircut. Yeah. We, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta talk about it, but you doing good Brandy. Yeah. How, how's, how, how's tricks. <laughs> What? How's tricks? Tricks are for oh, tricks are for kids. That's how. That's mean? how the. That's how. That's how they say it in like the, in like the Roaring Twenties, man, my man. Oh yeah, like how's tricks. Like the and which is kind of like Danny what, what, DeVito yeah. seems to be kind of stuck in where like every single character in this movie kind of talks yes. like Danny DeVito. Absolutely. Where and it's like yeah, oh, it's like oh, this is definitely a Danny DeVito joint because Catherine Keener is just yelled jizz bag at somebody. <laughs> Maybe that's a, it, it maybe that's a different yeah. uh, different sort of uh, dialect or uh, <laughs> way of speaking, but uh, I was just trying to do. How's tricks, my man? How's uh, how's tricks? Good looking. Hey, I'm a swinger, man. I'm we're swing, kicking, I'm we're swinging kicking over, here. over here, man. Yeah, everything's we're, rocking we're and rolling, cool my man. We're, we're doing good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking. We're talking about man. a, a mom movie. Hey, hey, watch out. I, I, hey, watch out. Hey, watch out. Hey, yeah. I feel like I, I, you know, I got so much of the energy of Robin in me. <laughs> I just you can't you can't sit still you gotta yeah, just you gotta everything kinda... it, it just all comes out in all different yeah and all the way to the fingertips you know mm, um mm. I'm doing great yeah again like excited to we've been talking about this Robin Williams series and because he has so many movies and 
that has allowed us to do this, right? Because yeah. we have a lot of movies that we get to cover that range from, yeah, like comedies to dramas to a musical. I think August Rush is a musical. Yes, it has music, musical I, elements. Man, I, I, yeah, we'll get to that one. But I, I remember seeing that in theaters and it's, uh, oh it's got musical God. elements. Absolutely. I'm trying to think if you yeah, totally if qualified as a, there's songs, there's songs in it. <laughs> for my memory. okay so maybe that's a question we're gonna have to ask ourselves later is is this a musical <laughs> but god that movie okay wow okay what a career though right yes that's what, yeah absolutely and when he plays like unsavory characters which you're bringing up august rush which he has his moments but this one he's in kind of an unsavory guy so it's it's interesting uh, yes. seeing seeing that side of him which he does a lot as well you know you like to see the the heartwarming uh, Robert, Robin Williams, but, uh, you know, I like to see that, uh, dark side as well. And, you know, yeah, he also gets like the opportunity to riff and even the, uh, a little tip oh, that I, I saw, like the, uh, little bit of the making of and Dan, like Robin Williams was talking and he's like, yeah, I asked director Danny DeVito, uh, like who my character was. And he told me it's your character, figure it out. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, that's, wow. that's kind of like how you yeah, say I wasn't expecting that. Really informed. Yeah. Robin Williams really informed uh, the character himself and wasn't, didn't, I guess, not given a lot from Danny DeVito, it seems like, in terms of character development. But, uh, you know, we'll. Uh, yeah, and it, show, it shows because it does. I mean, it, it, so much of his, what he's saying and doing seems like choices he made. Like, it wasn't a mm-hmm. lot of the lines. I'm like, this. there's no way this was on a page especially one I want to bring up later about a coffee drinking scene that I just thought was like, wow, this is so funny. And there's no way this is none of this was like any stage direction or anything like that existed because like, you're just, it's so stream of conscious. Like Mm -hmm. these things are all happening. Like, yeah, it's wonderful and hilarious, but yeah, that's, that's funny to hear that. But Danny DeVito directing, well, you yeah. know what? Hey, before we like, yeah, I'm we gonna, can't go any further. Into, uh, yeah, we're getting yeah, we're too not going to get it. Yeah, we're not. Ourselves. We're getting to. Oh, my God. But there's so much to talk about. We're chomping at the bit. OK, so I want to introduce a special guest that um, just wonderful to have known him for a long time. I this is going to be such a funny and like surreal. Uh, it's going to be a great movie to talk about, to do this uh, podcast with Mr. Alex Higgins. How are you? Hello, guys. Uh, yeah, when you were. Brandon, when you were queuing up the episode at the beginning, I thought you were in- going to introduce me. You know, you were saying iconic, you know, legend <laughs> and all these things. And right. When you said Robin Williams, it, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, I guess, <laughs> whatever. Well, we, um, we're, right. we're, we'll follow, maybe we can follow up the Robin Williams series with an Alex Higgins series. Yeah, well, yeah. The man, can, the myth, the legend. And we can re-record the, the intro. Or, or yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do it. Yeah, yeah let's, let's take that again, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> can we take okay, that again okay all right yeah let me get all my pent-up energy again <laughs> uh yeah, good, good to be on the fucking pod man um thanks for forcing <laughs> yeah. me to watch Death with Gucci. i definitely would have never before? no yeah okay. i never would have seen this movie if it wasn't for this so what so, what, okay. what, had, what did you know about it yeah. I, fucking i'd seen it at blockbuster mm-hmm. probably for sure. You know, I think I saw, you know, I've, it's one of those movies that you, you know, like I didn't know anything about, but I, I've seen the cover of it a million times. 
Uh-huh. Um, and cool. I think I'd seen like a preview or something somewhere, just, you know, Robin Williams doing his Robin Williams thing. But, totally. um, how do but you yeah, feel I mean, about Robin Williams then in this? Like, yeah, because I think a big draw, obviously, would you, a lot of people are going to see it just because he's in it, right? But at this point of that movie coming out, because like, I totally agree. Like this movie, when it first came out, definitely like passed me. There's no way that as a 12 year old, I was like, let's get <laughs> somebody's putting on death to smoochie. That's not <laughs> happening. But I I don't know. I guess at a point, like I did go through a lot of Robin Williams stuff, I guess, just as I got older appreciation of it. But like, I'm yeah, I'm curious, like, you know, do you have a favorite Robin Williams movie that you can pull off the top? It doesn't have to be your ultimate favorite, but like what's a go-to for you? And like, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. Cause we, I feel like as you know, I think we are what all born either 90 or 89. Right. Oh, uh, correct. So, you know, we all grew up at hearing Robin Williams is like sort of cadence and like his like stand up style when it, cause all the, you know, the Aladdin, where he's oh, uh, yeah. just very much a stand up. He's, the, he's yeah. the genie, right? In mm-hmm. Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And then like he he's in a couple of different cartoon movies in the nineties, I feel like. Flubber. And so I, that was a big Flubber, one. I like Hulk. I like Flubber a lot when I was uh, growing up. I was up, a which huge was Flubber person. That was an amazing movie. Um, <laughs> oh, even yeah. like uh Jack and Jumanji was uh Jumanji was fucking great. You know, ninety five, uh, that that was a big deal. Uh, Mrs. Doubt, Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah, dude, that was a big deal Last in my night. household. A well-worn VHS tape. One thing, one thing that I liked a lot about this was like it's the adult Rob Williams that I never got to see as a kid, right? Yeah, right. Um, is it? Yeah, he's, totally. He says "fuck" all the time, which is he, <laughs> he, I have in my notes because I wrote down notes during the movie. Hell yeah! Uh, one of the one nice. of the notes I wrote was. Uh, Rob Williams read a script where he shouts different names for a penis at a group of children. <laughs> yes. and, you know, so that must have been something like he read the script and was like, okay. Did you write down one of those names? I wrote down two. Oh, I, I got I one down. Um, but I mean, I, I was I wondering if it would just Mr. have like G- one name, one name, and then he's just like, well, what if I did 10? I got 10 on backup. If you, and then you guys can take, whichever, you guys can take, take whichever one you want. I'm just going to give them, give them all to you. Um, I, I oh, agree with coming out like a machine gun. Yeah. I what agree was, with Brandon. There's there's no fucking way that he didn't improv like half of this movie. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because oh my his, god, it's like it, Ron Williams, like one of those guys. Like there, there's a couple exceptions. Like uh, I don't, Goodwill Hunting, for some reason, I watched a lot when I was yeah when I was younger. Uh, that was like a my bedtime movie for a little bit. Weirdly <laughs> enough, yeah, totally. Very like depressing, like Elliot yeah, Smith's yeah. contract. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, uh, but like, this, like, <laughs> sorry. If you if you take out like Goodwill Hunting and like Dead Poet Society, like, yeah, Robin Williams is like one of those guys that he's just Robin Williams in any movie. He's like Jack Nicholson, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's. He's Jack Nicholson in every, in every single fucking movie. He's the same person, but he's always great. Sure. You know, usually, you know, unless um, he, if he has a beard, he's a little more subdued. Typically, if you get if you get a beard on him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, if he has the beard going. And then around this uh, time, it is kind of like his more sour side of like uh, one hour photo, 2002, death to Smoochie, 2002, insomnia, 2002. Villain, villain, 
villain. I mean, Death of Smoochie comes around at the end, but like this is his villain oh, wow. stretch, not, which is pretty I interesting. I did not notice that. Um, where he's like, he's an unsavory guy. And the, he did, you know, Patch Adams, Jacob the Liar, Bicentennial Man. Then One Hour Photo is a fucked movie. I mean, that movie is like horrific and, and who his character is in that. Pretty highly but, rated though. I did not really? see okay. that one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I saw it when I was like, it was crazy. Like I had somehow was able to see it at that age and just, yeah, it's like some guy that works at a one hour photo and is like very voyeuristic takes, you know, people, there's families develops his family's pictures and like, like obsesses over them and like has their <laughs> pictures and all that. It is a creep over. It's a, uh, it's a pretty fucked movie, but from my memory, I was a child. So it was like, what is happening? But we also talked about hook on this podcast, which is cool. We kind of already touched on uh, Robin Williams well, without even doing a series. And that's just how many movies that he's done. We've done one and there's enough that we can just still do a, uh, do a whole series, but his career, yeah. I think we've kind of rounded out where it was at. I mean, for, for me, I, I think I saw this movie after, you know, being into Ed Norton from, you know, having my fight club phase where I thought that was just the coolest movie ever. And like watching American history X, I think, you know, we, that this is like a period of his career where he's kind of hot shit. And I think we were talking about this before the po the podcast, a bit of like Hollywood was trying to figure <laughs> out what to do with him. Um, and this is a, this is a movie that, Danny DeVito, I wonder how much pull and what direction he has over things, but he's uh, got Edward Norton in this in this movie, which kind of drew me to it. And then it, I watched it, and then it was just kind of forgettable. Um, it's funny that yeah. you say that uh, Fight Club, you know, because American History X that was my favorite. I still watch it every day. Just the first half, though, before <laughs> <laughs> before he starts, you know, getting all liberal. That's the part. Yeah, that right. <laughs> That's the part where <laughs> you're the guy who like blasts rage against the machine at all the MAGA rallies, right? <laughs> yeah, you know that. Wait, you know what? Uh, they, they had a Nazi callback in this movie, and I'm sure Alex was just like, yes, "Yeah, oh yeah." The, 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 the Nazi rally. Well, I was stoked and, and saw the fucking cops came. I know, right? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I you know what you know what legitimately i thought that's though, what happens that, when you got a liberal governor am i right <laughs> you know what happened but like i legitimately though when the cops raided i was like they're not doing anything illegal why would this even happen <laughs> right? i'm sure some of the cops are already there like what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, you know what? Before I forget, though, one movie that I feel like gets gets lost in the ether a little bit, which is a fucking good ass movie, is The Fisher what? King. Did you guys ever watch The Fisher King? Oh my! No, I've never seen that one. Oh, yeah. It's it's super. It's Bridges? like legitimately. I think it's probably like the best. Like in terms of just like movie movies, like mm -hmm. you know, if you're just judging movies off of like how good it is, rather than like like you know what part of your memory it it's in, like what mm -hmm. part of your childhood oh, it was in. Like it's it's definitely the best. Oh, the better way, the better way to look up. at things, <laughs> by and large, is, yeah. <laughs> is not yeah. holding on to the past and embracing things for just being good. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that. Interesting I don't take. know if that I think, tracks. I don't think that's going to resonate. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, about no. that. I just we just did a whole video game series, and you know, I just. <laughs> I just completely judged we're, it on been, how accurate it was compared to the video game. And if they got one thing wrong, then I immediately fucking hated the movie. So you got to get <laughs> everything exactly right. According to what I think is good in my memory. And uh, if you don't, then it's not good. Uh, but this is, this is like an original, I don't know. This is a weird fucking script that Danny DeVito 
chose to direct. Uh, I could be mistaken, but he's, I think he was like kind of behind producing uh, Pulp Fiction and kind of fronting Tarantino at the beginning of his career as well. And I I believe he's like a pretty big uh, producer in certain respects, like around this time. And then he's like given the chance to uh, direct and it's, uh, it's interesting what he does with that and what, what voice he chooses to get out there and how he, how he chooses to do things makes a lot of big, de- big decisions. There's a, a style to his filmmaking. I'd, I'd say that's very like yeah. frenetic, frenetic and he's doing some like interesting camera angles and whatnot, but uh, it's all on display. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of, there's like a lot of sample size of, of what he can do because this, I think this movie's pretty long. Yeah, I, I honestly absolutely. had no idea that he did, he directed and produced. Uh, and it's look, it looks like I'm looking Am I right at on that. Uh, 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 Pulp Fiction. Uh, Pulp Fiction. He was the executive producer in Pulp Fiction. I did not fucking know that. I think he was like fronting uh, Tarantino. I know like uh, people, wow. uh, Reservoir Dogs, I believe like Keitel, Harvey Keitel and uh, so, someone else was like uh, instrumental behind that one as, as well. But I think DeVito kind of pushed him after that. He produced Gattaca. Uh, you know, Matilda. Why haven't we gotten DeVito then? Man, like Man on the Moon here. I mean, if you if you watch that Man on the Moon documentary of, about Jim Carrey trying to method act Andy Kaufman, yeah, like a lot of it is well, like not a lot of it, but there are moments of him interacting with DeVito on that set, and De, DeVito just trying to like kind of quell the fucking insanity. He produces Aaron Brockovich, uh, you know, which is like a big Soder, early Soderbergh movie, I, I believe. So he's like finding all this talent out there he goes on to fucking my like arguably like my favorite comedy show ever always sunny like first or like what he's on that like second season right like first or second season he jumps onto that Mm -hmm. and it the reason that he's on that show is the fx producers like asked them to get a big name for some legitimacy and they picked like danny devito and he was down because they didn't get enough like he genuinely wanted people yeah and he he liked it thought it was funny i believe too yeah and uh just fucking game changer for that that show as well so it's just interesting to see his moves behind the scenes as well in in front he's always great of course but uh yeah i mean brandon i guess we didn't really touch on your history with the the movie and anything but or anything else you want to add who cares (laughs) <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I don't know, let's be real. yeah let's be real <laughs> let's, death to brandini no, yeah. let's, what, what, let's go on the be real app be railed app <laughs> be railed app um <laughs> uh, so my history with this movie i remember watching it in college and i think it was just during that period of time where i was watching like your rules of attraction you're like dark you know, uh, weird movies. And yeah, I mean, I guess kind of starting my love for weird movies and liking off kilter, like it doesn't have to be, yeah, I'm not always just about populist or big movies that, uh, come out and focus and just only watching those. And like, you know, being that, yeah, stereotypical college kid and just be like consuming just, yeah, it more indie ish or just yeah uh i would like off kilter weird not not everybody's talking about it yeah this movie's kind of edgy kind of edgy edgy movie uh, we and we've talked about me being an edge lord so this is, i mean like this this might be this you know close to the birth of really you know <laughs> being the edge lord that i am today um maybe death to smoochie was a part of that but no i mean 
Yeah, you're, so you're, the, you, Dennis, you introduced me to Robin Williams stand up, I think, in in like high school or something. Yes. I went over to your place and you threw that on and that like blew my mind because I didn't really mm-hmm. see too much like raunchy stand up before then. And it was just hilarious. Uh-huh. It was, I mean, beyond hilarious of like the energy of that man. <laughs> it was like, Absolutely. Oh, my God. I beat that DVD. Yeah. I think it ended up being to death because it's just it's so he is so transcendent and is like his comedy to target like in its relatability to different age demos, like even as a really young kid. Cause I want to say too, a little, that, that comedy special, I feel like is part and parcel to like his movie choices after that, because we saw Robin Williams in the nineties be so much about uh, uh, like Disney or kid friendly stuff. And then he just seems like the type of, of actor and obviously he not seems but is like where he almost rages against it or gets bored with the mm-hmm. fact that it's uh you know i don't want to do a family-friendly kid movie i i also think these things are funny and is so committed to just his craft and he i don't yeah just and i think we'll really see this as we go through it is he's picking these movies. He's almost seeking this type of stuff out and being an active participant in what he wants to get into what he wants his image to be. And we, yeah, it's fascinating to get, yeah, to start with this movie too, because it's at such a, uh, yeah, it's at the dark period or starting to get into the raunchy he, stuff. And he said he, when he read the script, this is just very small behind the scenes thing I watched where he said he like compared it to the birdcage where he said it was like as funny. He was like laughing out loud, uh, you know, the same way that he did when he read the birdcage. Or what, what was it, Brandon? I think you were watching too where he's like, it made you go, oh, and he made like a noise. Oh. He was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, that's funny. Oh. Birdcage fucking rocks. I mean, so that Birdcage is, is fucking, fucking amazing. It's, yeah. I think that one of his best that might be my performances. <laughs> that's his best movie, right? <laughs> is, is that what we're, As we're kind of all in agreement a little bit? For sure. For sure. One of his, I don't know. Like, it's hard to beat. I think I have such fond memories of Goodwill Hunting too, and how integral as like a young man watching they made that a sequel? movie, you know? Uh, to which one? <laughs> Goodwill Hunting, where he's like, uh, he, hey, said, he said, he said, Goodwill it's Hunting hunt season. Yeah, hunting season. <laughs> Applesauce, bitch. <laughs> he like brings up Casey Affleck or Ben Affleck, and he's like trying to teach them next or some shit. <laughs> who, who knows? Uh, I mean, it's yeah. The I do there. There is like little moments where where I get caught off guard. Cause it's like, I don't know, this movie didn't really make me laugh that much, but there is like, there's like four or five fucking Rob Williams parts that are, that are very funny. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. there's, I don't, I'm looking at my notes here. I think, I think the funniest part of the movie for me, uh, is like they're, <laughs> they're he's like getting, uh, he's getting escorted out of the, the, the jail and they're like asking him questions. And I think he's saying like, ask my yeah. lawyer, ask my lawyer. And then uh-huh. somebody's that's the, and then somebody's like, what about the rumors that you're insane? And he's like, who the fuck said that? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then other, after that, he kept yelling, who, who grabbed my ass? And there yeah, was like three times ass. after that where he's like, who grabbed my ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then, and then Salmonella. The other, the, my other favorite scene was uh oh my god when he's fucking driving ed dorton and he's like asking uh-huh. him about 
himself. And then right. Ed Norton's like, I don't know, he's it's like he seems okay. And he's like, he's like, bullshit, he's a miserable cocksucker. <laughs> I was fucking I was dying, dude. That was their only that was like their only scene together. One of their very or no, they had a what, couple they had more scenes. Are the, you from again? More scenes at the end. Oh, but like yeah. unfortunately, yeah. like a lot of a lot of this movie is and you know, you you a lot of people will go to this movie, run to it, especially hey, we just watched the trailer, is like, oh, this looks like a Robin Williams movie. And he isn't a fair yeah. amount of it, but a lot of it is him apart from everything else going on, almost like by himself in a vacuum, just like screaming at the world for like how it's treated him and like cursing, uh-huh. cursing to death, uh, Smoochie and just like every button to his scene. Like, I feel like each, each line I have written is him getting shit on. Yeah. Is something like that. Or like, him screaming he- at the sky as, <laughs> as this camera pan like zooms out, like, I, I'm sure I have each one written down, but one is like wheels are turning and he'll like yell stuff <laughs> like that or, or some other shit of like the world is against me. Why I'm going to kill you smoochie one day. And then it'll cut to the next thing and then it'll come back to him. And he's just like, he's just like fucking cra- <laughs> crazy monologuing like and then screaming at the off end. 90% of the movie. He's very angry and he- yeah so the beginning of this movie i really had a hard time with like just it as a movie in general because everybody sucks like everybody fucking sucks like everybody's a danny devito everybody's a danny devito character absolutely where like yeah Catherine keener Mm -hmm. and then uh john stewart and they're like how they go about this whole faux pas with uh, rainbow randolph and needing to get smoochie they're just everybody just is so shitty to yeah. each other and it's yeah and, and then they hate smoochie for being like a good guy like, a pure, good guy. They're like oh that guy's like too nice mean to him. yeah they're like fuck that guy he's nice <laughs> she, you know Catherine keener throws a frisbee at his face i was <laughs> like wait a minute, you just hired this guy and then you're telling me he's the number one kid show and then you're going to just like, fuck you, dude, get out of my office. In a meeting. This is why, this is why it's a bad movie is because they're, they don't, the whole, like the whole storyline with Catherine Keener and Ed Norton that is, it's, it's so fucking contrived. (laughs) Like there's nothing. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Her character, everything is just like entirely. There, there's no, there's like zero chemistry between the two of them. And then beyond that, it's like, first, first she hates him for no fucking reason. Like he's just because he's he's a nice guy. He's nothing but nice to her. And and she's just a fucking asshole to him Mm -hmm. the whole time. And then talk about that. And then the love real quick about the, go ahead. Just the, the, the hot dog and the veggie dog thing where it was so funny to me how much shit she gives him for being like into a veggie dog. And it was just, <laughs> it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like that's, but that's what, that's that what it is. To it's, this person that you're like, yeah, fuck it. This, this guy's lighting the loafers. Get a look at this guy it's like, eating uh, a veggie dog. I'm like, what? Who are you? It's Why DeVito, are you like DeVito, like boomer, <laughs> boomer humor, where it's like, fuck this hippie, like, fuck, fuck this well, asshole that's like I trying to make like the world the a better place. Late 90s, early 2000s is like the perfect time mm-hmm. for, for this type of humor because, oh my it's God, yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s is all about like hyper masculinity and like, mm-hmm. and 
fuck anybody Plus who's like the yeah. smallest bit sensitive counterculture and like, yeah mm. and so it's like it's all it's all dudes that like you know it's like the xfl and like you know what i mean <laughs> like that, that's the, right? exactly like that's the time oh, exactly. frame that this is in where it's like yeah Vince it's McMahon. a joke that he's a hippie like that's and it's a through line too this movie doesn't like like it he's literally up- just a very good person and <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that's the reason why he sucks like <laughs> i will say i will say also mopey is i thought that was funny <laughs> i did not catch that <laughs> wait what's that yeah, his, what? name, his name's sheldon mopey i think oh it was his, his last name oh i didn't know that mopey, mopey? Oh. <laughs> a sheldon. Dumb fucking name. it's such like sheldon, a, it's like a yeah, turtle's name he's kind of got oh, turtle, sorry. Qualities, <laughs> more tur- turtle qualities than uh rhino qualities in my opinion yeah, it's I agree. Sheldon Mopes. Sorry, not Mopes. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, that that tracks more with my yeah, memory right. of it. What, and, then, yeah, and then his uh, cousin's name is say, Moochie. The well, his yeah. It's Moochie. M- oh man, uh, Stitches. What was that? Snickers. What was that boxer's name? He <laughs> was like really got hit in the head a lot of times. <laughs> Wait, who were you talking about? His, his oh, the boxer. boxer that his brain yeah. was mush. He just had a, a yeah. He turned his brain into a fine soup from boxing and too that's, much. that's like the, that's the funny aspect behind him is that he's mentally retarded that's the middle of a dinner service he's like yeah i'm gonna go take a shit yeah Can you imagine i think he said like i'm gonna go take a shit and get drunk or something like that it was the only child character in the movie because uh, besides the one and they, and they, sh- and they shoot him and kill him and leave him on the street. Yeah. Besides the one who came and like blew they the match out before him. Robin Williams self em- like emulated himself. <laughs> like there was that one child who was like, an, who was an angel. But besides that, like spinner is the only child and he's like the biggest fan of his show and he does, and he knows the dance and everything. And that was kind of like, Heart, heartwarming i guess but like man they went too far there was a moment where like it sounded like a lawnmower starting it was like, like him trying to speak and he's just oh man it went on for too long it was it was it was hard yeah I, i'm so glad you brought that up i was so incredibly shocked when uh yeah rum her yeah, Rainbow Randolph was going to just take a gas can exit just in the middle of the street. And that's what that was his performative. Like, well, no, I'm going to be done with it. They had Times Square. I'm sure they like had Times Square blocked for however long. And Danny DeVito was like, I'm going to get so many fucking shots in this like one little strip of Times Square. As many shots in the movies, I'm going to like instill it in and edit it around. Because there was this one block, they just constantly would walk like one from one side to the other. That's where he oh, self emulated yeah. himself. That's where the final kiss was. <laughs> you know, they had like, and then they had one. They had one other at near the beginning too. But it was just clear, like, oh, we fucking got Times Square. Like, let's really fucking take advantage of it. Um, which was impressive to, I guess, see it there and like, oh, there's uh lion king musicals going on. Oh, Stomp. Oh, Stomp mm. is popular at this time. <laughs> mm, interesting. Uh, I think I actually saw Stomp. You saw Stomp? Really? I actually Ooh, did. Cool. I saw Stomp. Oh man, great. that's probably great. It was great. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I saw I saw Blue Man Group, which is probably the, the closest thing, and like Blue Man Group fucking rocks, dude. They're so cool. I, I actually recommend that. I show. dated this girl that was like the she worked for them for a really long time. Blue Man Group? Yeah. Hell yeah. She told me some pretty funny stories that I can't remember right now. Like, so like oh man, there's gotta, 
they they probably have like, like they would blue, just get hammered in their blue heads just like <laughs> give I, each other shit they were oh they were such rapscallions <laughs> those blue men <laughs> those blue men they would get into shit <laughs> for one for one night only it's green trouble. man group <laughs> that'd, yeah that'd be cool that's what their nightmares look like is the green man <laughs> They're just in constant fear that another group of colored men would take. Oh, no. Or they have this dream. They're like, man, I put on the wrong paint, and then I went out on, on the show, and everybody laughed at me. Oh, it's a terrible night. He just wakes up, and he's like, I had the worst dream about meeting a group of colored men. And they're like, what? Yeah. Colored? Do you know what year it is? does it look like i know what year it is i'm blue sorry i gotta go to a rally later smoochie's performing i'll see you later how how smoochie (laughs) the coordination the coordination that rob williams character had to have like the planning that it must have taken to get him at the nazi rally at that perfect amount of time that spotlight and then for some reason, the Nazis all love Smoochie. Yeah. Or did he right. pay them all to say that? That was a very I, odd. Things moment. move so think, quick in this movie. Like there's there's oh, a yeah. lot that happens and there's like so many parties like and I was wondering if you could either combine certain parties or take certain things out. There was times where like I thought Robin Williams character was completely fucking pointless. And then he kind of comes yes. back, comes back at the end and kind of helps him or whatever. But then there's just periods of time where he's not talking to anybody but himself and just pissed about everything, but he's not really doing anything until the Nazi rally. He actually like acts upon it, gets smooching trouble. Like, okay, he kind of serves a purpose, but you got him, you got the Irish mob, you got the fucking, whatever, what is the charity called? Like fucking the, cha- the fucking oh, the, evil charity. Yeah, it's for it's home. You got basically the Italian mob. You got Danny DeVito, the talent agent, you got John Stewart, you got Catherine Keener and all these people are just pulling Smoochie in every fucking direction. And it is exhausting because like you're kind of feel like the most closely related as like a surrogate to Smoochie because you're like, I don't think I'm as bad of a person as all these people. These are all pretty terrible people. Maybe I'm not as much of a saint as Smoochie where I'm going to play songs at the methadone clinic or or something. But, you know. The, like I'm, you're just trying to circumnavigate like the how, methadone clinic was how this was is very a odd by the way like i i was like why this is, is very condescending like, <laughs> well why is he going to a methadone clinic dressed up as the his children's entertainment character i know i don't understand does he think that it tracks at all age groups that right? everyone was everyone appreciates this Right. This is he more about him than the, than helping people. He's just trying to make this about him at that point. It's like take the well, yeah. He's trying to make it. Off. Yeah. <laughs> catch, catch me at the open mic night at the methadone clinic. I'll see you there. I, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, My note says, "Why the fuck would Smooshy dress like that for adult?" And he's playing some <laughs> child song that's like, "We're gonna get yeah, that's what I'm saying, smack, like, dude." Uh, like crack uh, turns uh, into smack, or whatever. smack turns into crack. <laughs> <laughs> that one was kind of funny. It's 2002. Just like play some stained covers because that's what people want to hear. Yeah. At the right. <laughs> With thumbs wide open. I mean, that's Creed. We stand, stand does, what's the stained song? It's like, uh, um, oh, it's, it's been a while. Is that the one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Did you did you hear that the stained guy ended up becoming like a right wing grifter? Oh, no. shocking! It's, a, it's amazing. <laughs> oh a, man, took the Eric Clapton route. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went full on. Like he has like MAGA gear on sale, like at on his website. Like it's oh, it's like he went God. full that direction. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Hello Smoochie. I'll smoochie. I'll smoochie. So I mean, I'll, I'll like there's so there's so many pieces being like planted at the beginning. Like you get smoochie hired. There's the Catherine Keener and him. You're so right, Alex, about like the chemistry between them two. And when the drunken thing Awful. happens, like it's not oh, fuck, it's not the, fucking also earned. The fact that like, nothing is earned. He's this good guy, and then he wants to fuck Catherine Keener while she's wasted. That's like, what, what I wrote in my dude. note. Yeah. That made no sense for mm-hmm. me. I was like, if he was, was, he's so sober. I yeah. don't know. He's got this alfalfa drops that are It'll getting fuck fucked up, up. So yeah. I don't know if, <laughs> yeah, if he was on that, maybe <laughs> he's just cruising on the alfalfa. He's on a but, sugar, sugar rush with the orange juice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely. Like I, I totally agree that it. Okay, so there was a scene before that where she just sees him without his shirt. Then it goes, cuts to him in his apartment, and she shows up drunk. But yeah, there's nothing there for like. It's, why would Smoochie do that? Why would she? Because there's so many so aspects. Too. There's so many aspects of this movie that are conceptually very, very funny. Um, yeah, but that don't end sure. up being funny. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, uh, the fact that Catherine Keener's character has fucked like five different children I mean, that's her type oh my god <laughs> yeah, super right. funny if you got a montage yes. of that of her like fucking all the guys in their outfits or something <laughs> i don't know how you make it work but I, the idea of it is funny to me and like the idea of what you were saying before it's also like, kind of lazy though too for a character the conceptual like, idea yeah, right <laughs> of, of like rob williams just uh being ron williams and being mad like you would think that that would spell out a very funny movie, mm-hmm. but it only works like a couple times, mm-hmm. which is, which is sad because it's like, I remember thinking during the movie, I was like, Oh, this is great. Like it's Robin Williams doing Robin Williams, but he can curse. Yeah. So, right. so he can go full on. You but know, you but neuter him Im- you immediately. Like he go, he falls no from grace in, in minute two and then is removed from people by 12 minutes or something. No, like almost even, yeah, like sooner than that, but regardless. And there, it's crazy too, that that happens as well to Smoochie, where in this movie we have Rainbow Randolph's demise and then Smoochie's demise. And then the, the resurgence of Smoochie all in the same movie. And I, yeah, I that's mean, I where I got very, like, I got pretty exhausted when Smoochie came back. I was like, uh, like, right. You know that that would never fucking happen. That would never fucking happen. Well, that quickly in all like the, oh, like, oh, the newspaper front page. Every headline was like, oh, Smoochie's (laughs) in the scandal. Oh, and everybody gives a shit. Oh, Rainbow Randolph's a fucking crook. Like as if anyone fucking cares. And it's like, oh, what's this time slot going to look like? Oh, it's going to be cartoon reruns. Oh, hot off the press. It's cartoon reruns. Who fucking cares? I do love like that. And it moves very quickly. Rob Williams character ex- like just saying, Oh, he's not actually a Nazi just completely exonerates him. And everyone believes it. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, one headline is like, Oh, <laughs> this <laughs> rainbow Randall's fall. It's all good. 
And then everyone's like, oh, okay, he's not a Nazi. Cool. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Yep. <laughs> Even though he was also- at the fucking rally, they have all these pictures. I know, shit. dude. It There's is like a very like sticky banner. situation to be in. Like, how the fuck do you explain? He tries <laughs> to explain it to Catherine Keener's character, but it's not working. No, how can you explain? He's like, that was later. It's like, mm, I don't, I don't know. And then I, I, I feel like if I lived in New York at the time, I, I definitely wouldn't. I would still think he was a Nazi, even after <laughs> yeah. Rob Williams exonerated him. <laughs> after Rainbow Randolph comes out, <laughs> yeah. And there's this like as what, much as what what is what does Rainbow Randolph have to do with him being a Nazi? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what, if I was reading the newspaper and I was a citizen of New York in that movie, I'd be like, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you mean that what Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> attention span isn't that long i don't give a shit what's yeah. going on the buggy ding dong these days let's get him back i love that i love that actor so yeah. much that actor is fucking oh, such a scary face awesome he's such an interesting guy i think he's in like fast times at ridgemont high is like the as one of the teachers and I don't know, he's just got he's got to look that like it's like oh it's it's that guy but, <laughs> yeah um, it's droopy face <laughs> uh speaking of but character actors too i mean it was really funny i yeah i, don't, I get a kick out of harvey uh firestein the yes, guy who yeah. plays like the i wanted more <laughs> of him yeah the leader of the hope of Dog children like or whatever kind of, yeah, yeah. It's wolfman jack kind of voice <laughs> hey it's wolfman his jack here. <laughs> oh his voice is just something else yeah he just does that yeah we've been doing the ice joke for since 1974 <laughs> Everybody's committed to this show. <laughs> Was, isn't he like an independent thing? We take something? a little bit off the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody gets to wet their beaches, you know, and we all go home happy. <laughs> that fucking ice show, dude. I'm so glad the payoff that was. That was the third was. act, man. It was a fucking ice show. Was, <laughs> uh, they could have cut that entirely, honestly. Oh, man. That, like, that whole it? scene was so unnecessary. I did not need to fucking see all of it. You didn't. You guys did not care for the ice show. I just don't understand. I, like the structure of this. <laughs> the structure of this movie is like. By the time you say, get there, it's like we could have found ways to to shorten this or, or something. Because even the whole thing about fucking smoochy, like getting the rights or what? That was even convol- <laughs> that was convoluted as, as fuck. Was, like yeah. Danny DeVito coming in, he's like, "Yeah, well, my client is in charge, and well, this is things are going to change around here." And the newspapers are like, "Things are going to change around here." And then the next day, he walks in the office. He's like, "Now he's got an <laughs> office, and he's a producer, and that's all you yeah. need to know." And that just move on to the next thing. And uh, well, to to give this movie two shoutouts, there's two different things that actually that they bring up that actually pay off. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to I remember this because these are actually the two things. Him being nice to the boxer guy. Yes, I love that. Uh, that's, that that's pays cool. off. And I, I kind of I, I feel like that. everyone sort of knew that that was going to be the case. Like, but when he hits oh, that like cowbell at the end. Gonna, oh, my God. That's great. The Irish mob is going to help him now or whatever. But like and then but the other one that I liked was like, oh, he's nice to Rob. Now, nice to Rob Williams. And now Rob Williams like saves his life or whatever. I, I do enjoy that aspect. Of yes, it. I that. do too. Definitely. Where he didn't turn out to be the penultimate villain. He, and he actually had empathy and they were able to, uh, you know, commiserate over the, over that. And as well as even if it was forced and out of place, almost the moment with him yeah. and Catherine Keener, where 
they're like, oh, you like Bunky Binky, whatever, elephant or man or whatever. Like they're and they're like, oh, you know, the Ziggy Zaggy dance or whatever the fuck. Like that was a mo- that was almost a moment. It was very forced by the time they got yeah. there. But I was like, oh, you're trying to make characters have like empathy and like be a little like sympathetic or nice to each other instead of just being like, hey, fuck you. Fuck and like, you. Yeah, like I'm just Randall bad. fucking Randolph, man. Yeah. <laughs> get the <laughs> like, get the fuck out of my eye. Like, oh, I'm still here. It's like, well, I'm hoping to correct that. It's like, oh, I don't understand shit. why. Ooh. Ooh, ouchie. Was it like payola? Like, is that why he got kicked off the show? I don't, I didn't understand that. Yeah. That uh, uh, aspect right. of it. Totally. Cause he, I, it, I think it would be. For his kid, their kid to be on the show. And so that was illegal somehow. Right. And I, because yeah. of that, everyone was like, you're a fucking scumbag. I was like, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're you not fucking, even on board with the start of the movie. Piece of yeah. shit. <laughs> it gets right into garbage. it, too. That's like one of the like, like man, it gets like, oh, my God. Like what? What? Who? Who did he hurt here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And everyone's oh. in agreement. It's like, yeah, fuck that guy. Cancel that asshole, you know? And then, yeah, he got canceled super hard. Yeah, big, big time. Uh, he got canceled in 2002. It, 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 and, it, and yeah, and all this gluten-free and soy dog stuff. It's like, oh I my mean, God, that was, that, was on, a, that was a note that I had. Smoochie's about the on top of it. I was it's like, who is Morrissey. talking about gluten in 2002? <laughs> right. Yeah, he's on. He 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 knows what's up. That almond butter yeah. looked like fucking dog shit. I don't know why, but you can have better looking almond butter. That's not. Squid, I don't know why squid almond ink. butter was black. That was very yeah. weird. It was like it looked like uh, what's that Australian shit? Uh, oh, Vegemite. Fuck. Vegemite. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looked like to me. I was gonna do the I love Lucy Vitamina Vegemin. <laughs> that's a, it's a great episode. Awesome. Great, great I love Lucy. Great. Yep. Great app of of loose. Yeah, the loose. Uh, I don't know if we. I don't know if you ever got the chance to say Mr. Jiggle Daddy. Oh, the, for the for, oh, for the cox. Did you yeah, have any the, other one? Mr. Yeah, Jiggle, Jiggle yeah. Daddy was the one I had. Yeah, Rumple Foreskin. Rumple Foreskin. <laughs> and then he, at the very end, he's like, "Yeah, those cookies were made out of dildo." Dildo. That was a very weird part. And it was like, oh, dildo. and then I saw the, the subtitle yeah. "dildo dash dough" as no. in like how you make the. The dough for the cookies. I thought he was gonna like. Okay, Robin Williams. What's that? That was such an odd uh, payback. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna bake a cookie that's in the shape of a dick." Mm -hmm. Is that show live? Couldn't they have just reached out? That's right. That was the most frustrating headline too, because then the fucking paper the next day was like, and I wrote down, I was like, "Is this live?" And then the paper was like, "Rainbow Randolph interrupted a taping." Of yeah. fucking smoochie. I was like, who fucking cares? <laughs> like, everyone is so involved in this Rainbow Randolph smoochie beef. Dude, there's so many, there's so many newspaper and news TV show headlines in this movie. I it's, it's something we've talked about on this podcast before that is always just so funny. The liberties that movies take to like utilize that and just uh-huh. ways that don't that aren't realistic. Like you would never see that as a headline, but for some reason they're just like this would, you know, they make it a headline in the movie. And it's yeah, it's like a fifties well, cartoon thing. Mm-hmm. Like which this movie like is shot <laughs> and has a yeah. comedy to it that's like that. Like this movie really in, is. in, in certain really parts is. seems like Dick Tracy. Yeah. And there and there's it, it, like some of the that's cameras where it's like Rabbit. where it's like angular and yeah. it's coming from the bottom, and they're like walking in this direction. And then there's some like alleyways mm-hmm. where it's just it's shot and lit in it's this like way a Dutch where it's angle, like a, is that what you call it? 
yeah, like a serialized gangster, uh-huh. like, you know, like a comic uh, book or something. Yeah, comic book it or really, something. Very comic booky. The Irish mob, super comic mm-hmm. booky. The totally the uh, the charity mob or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Super comic. Harvey John Stewart has that bowl cut that just like makes him <laughs> yeah look like a square. Yeah, John know, Stewart. That, that opening cut. shot of John Stewart is like at the top, and it's like <laughs> on top of his skull, looking down. <laughs> It's yeah. like so weird. It's like, wouldn't it be funny if it John was shot Stewart, like that one guy why from the TikTok? Fuck, why the fuck did John Stewart like randomly at some parts of the movie have like this very thick New York accent? Right. I was like, oh, why yeah. is he putting on it? He's from New York. Why is he? Yeah. <laughs> why is he he's putting the on an thing. accent? He's doing that mob thing. Is somebody telling him, it, wow, just yeah, telling him to punch <laughs> it up. John, amp it up a little bit. You know what to do with that lotion. Jerk off. (laughs) 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 You got got a scene with like when you got a Robin Williams, John Stewart scene. And then, yeah, the scene of like, and then I was in the car and then you get Robin Williams and Edward Norton in a car. Kind of like those, those are kind of like some standout moments of, of like two people like kind of working off each other. I I like that. Some of Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of going through some of my other notes of like, whenever they would use like smoochie in a different like term, like almost like smurf or something, it'd be like Uh people are expressing anti smoochieism or something, or Danny DeVito would be like, it's not of the smoochie quality that we're talking about. The smoochie smoochie caliber. (laughs) I I really enjoyed just like any sort of, uh, very variable, like use of, of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Danny DeVito's character kind of is like the guy that's behind it all. But once Harvey Firestein like gets off by the Irish mob, Harvey who, Weinstein, Harvey Fox. Firestein is the name. Yeah. Not yeah. my wines, but Firestein, um, what I'm confused about is like, so who is there anyone else that's a part of that charity? That's going to be threatening Danny DeVito to foot whatever, but like, what is Danny DeVito and John Stewart's stake in the game by the time Harvey, Harvey Firestein is gone? Because I thought he was like the head honcho and he, then he's gone. Oh, like, yeah. There was why, like a weird why are they so, side plot. They're like, yeah. no, we still need to fucking off Smoochie. And so we're going to hire this other guy to off him. That's apart yeah. from the charity or seem, or is it still all in service to the charity, like Illuminati style? It it's is. just like, it's yeah. all like Spectre or some shit where you just got to serve the cause. I or felt like mob mentality. they were both they were both feeling threatened mm-hmm. by the, by the mob. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they were trying to take care of it themselves. Cause Smoochie wouldn't play along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't play ball. Yeah. But, but yeah, that side plot was, was very, uh, very confusing. I just didn't know where the uh, threat was coming from. Cause they seem so nervous at the ice show and they're like, cause, yeah. well, obviously cause they're trying to off a fucking, the star the of the show, show. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, they went <laughs> they front of the like, kids. Like, every man, every show. man for himself. <laughs> right? What's that? I pick the ice show. Why not just do it? When he's, not? <laughs> he's like leaving, you know, like out back, like it normally happens, you know, like from the walk from the stadium to the car. Like, no, we have to no, do this in front of 50,000 people. In front of a bunch of children. In front of a bunch of like this, traumatized an entire generation of New York yeah, children. This motherfucking hitman, like, was able to infiltrate the office and, like, scare Catherine Keener for a moment. So I'm pretty sure he can sneak in to get at Smoochie somehow, too. Yeah. How how is that? How does he take? Does he take? How does he take heroin at the end there? Like, what does he put in his mouth? I I guess I'm just not. I'm just. Who takes heroin? Like, what does he put in his mouth that makes him fall asleep? 
guy. The hitman that was like with the sniper that is about to hit, like he's about to shoot him, but he puts something in his mouth and then he falls asleep. I'm like, what kind of drug is this? And how is he administering it? I just didn't understand. Is that some sort of opium? <laughs> I, I didn't understand. He was a, oh, well, yeah. Cause he even had a line that he about something like he's cleaned out all the opium <laughs> like, in Asia or some shit. Like that. Or some shit. But there was like, I, some chewy, that, I was like, good Lord. Like a I, chewy like, white. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, this guy. <laughs> I, the the Ed Norton getting all mad and about to shoot that guy it was so fucking forced. Oh I yeah, I hated that so much. I thought uh-huh. I thought that he it was so forced that I thought it was like it was leading to him being like I'm just kidding. I would <laughs> never do that because I'm not like you. Gotcha. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the um, Irish mob woman is the one who like diffuses the situation it isn't almost even a full realization from smoochie himself it's like mm-hmm. yeah. she steps in and goes like you don't want to do that and then he succumbs to her direction goes like yeah you're right you, you know you're i, right. I did think so- the the oh, scene God. where they were she kept trying to describe to him what they were doing with the headless the head <laughs> yeah. of the guy i thought that was pretty funny yeah. and it's like i know i don't need to know <laughs> just like just like yeah we fucking saw it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like even, it was like at the end it was like, fun that they were on his side i love that part of it yeah i like it. that Instead it was, af- them being it was affable and that they were like you were expecting them to ask for something from him and then it just ended up being more and more protective and loving in, in nature but that that scene at yeah. the end of like i hated how everybody was together at the end there like he goes well, off he goes big fucking ice show <laughs> no but they go backstage and then it's like yeah john stewart and danny devito are there and then that then like they're dealing with it with Catherine keener and smoochie and then all of a sudden the irish mob shows up and it's like <laughs> oh all the main characters just right here like right on oh, and we're here too and we got to resolve things and then i do like, do you like do you want to do, like do you like trips like, is that what they ask him yeah <laughs> that like it, somehow doing an ice show is like selling out it's like so corporate i know i was like I what get, why what are you talking about <laughs> why, why would that be selling out yeah. it's a fucking cartoon i know what more could you ask for you're okay with the like, show but you don't want the ice skating part i don't I also I think the, so the margins could be a lot better and I he mean, was just I, like oh he was like describing why it was bad and it was like oh because because they sell sugar at the and plastic at the, at the stadium yeah. plastic i was yeah. like I was, I was pretzels. Yeah. I, oh my god, that part. I was like, really? Yeah. Really? They don't have fucking salt in the pretzels. I was like, okay, fuck Smoochie. I'm not on his side. Yeah, anymore. this is That's fucking too bullshit. Far. Yeah. Plain That's... pretzels, you dickhead. I know it's free, but still, fuck you. Give me some. Give me. I'll pay for the salt. Oh, was it? It was free too. That's fucking. Funny. Yeah, he's like everything's gonna be free. Half of the proceeds are going There's to no way children, something, and There's then the other half are going to the methadone clinic to well, be he's rebuilt. Like the biggest star. That's, that's, <laughs> and I'm gonna, funny. I'm gonna front everything. I liked how his. This is a completely different point, but I like how his apartment. He just had a big picture of an actual rhino. Yeah. And his apartment's insane. (laughs) It's like (laughs) corporate apartment. Crazy. (laughs) Oh yeah. He's okay with that. Yeah. He's he's totally fine with, yeah. Getting the penthouse suite in this fucking hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he did not. He did not deny the penthouse suite. (laughs) He was, he was living it up, man. Um, I do. I had you suit. I have written down the, the uh, voicemail making it sound like you're picking oh up the my phone. god classic 
Classic, oh dude. What about that? That was such a time. Classic. Did you call? And you did you ever movie. like call someone enough? Yeah, where you like knew it, and you're like, oh no, I'm not gonna fool me. No. I, yeah, yeah. I ha- I had it for a second for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can go but, some some of our through some of our notes. I feel like we've gotten through some of like the <laughs> the broad strokes of it and like uh i don't know if we get too granular with it there's just too many like moving pieces that like especially at like the middle with all the different uh parties involved um but i I like how we've we've kind of rolled through it yeah like there was there was one other uh one other line that like robin williams just just yells uh like at the end of like one, one of these buttons of the scene that i was talking about where he's just losing his mind and he says this might be when he's at the little person's uh, apartment, and he's like, "I got the whole world up my fucking ass." <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, and then the scene ends. It's like the same one is like, "Wheels are turning." <laughs> he had and another he one where he was a, talking on the phone to to Smoochie, and he was just like, "I'm gonna get you. I'm going on safari, motherfucker." Yeah. I was like, "Yes, safari. <laughs> that's funny." <laughs> That was good. Um, a line I have down is the balls on that fuchsia fuck. Oh yeah, he says fuchsia a lot. He's like, he is fuchsia, and the other guy is burgundy. You, you, like, learn your fucking colors. You like, go back to elementary oh, school. You, you fuck. Those guys did not care that they killed the wrong person. No, they no. didn't. And that whole, that was so fucking tone deaf, that whole scene of like that. It was like really sad seeing him die. And then it was like Rob, it was like Ed Norton and Catherine Keener, like fucking. And then it was a guy getting murdered in a rhino suit. And then there was music like, this is a comedy. Don't forget. It's a comedy. You can laugh if you want, but no, we are laughing. Uh, I have, did you guys notice that computer behind Catherine Keener and her desk just like had like a piece of paper. It seemed like on the screen that was just like never changing. It was like three scenes later, like the next day or three days later or whatever, it'd be the same fucking graph bar graph on the computer screen that never changed throughout the whole movie. I thought that was, you really were looking out for those. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm on top. I'm on top of it, man. It was just like, so clearly not omitting like backlight from a screen. It was just like very flat and no light was coming, coming from it. Uh, and then, uh, I never saw Venice. Classic, classic line from the, what is the, the sniper that saw Venice. Yeah. He falls from the top and he's like, I never saw Venice. <laughs> that was see good. that's such a cartoon fucking thing to say like yeah totally. i love that yeah she was a kitty kitty show groupie as she's described when that when the irish people after the funeral they're gonna go pray and get shit faced i like i kind of like that uh how about the my stepdad my stepdad's oh, not me he's just adjusting, adjusting. Song. that song was wild that was I, wild that oh was that was amazing. a weird one huh? that was wow and, it, and, and then even like it. the like button yeah. yeah the button of that was <laughs> like button. but if he's that, abusing you then you call like, this yeah. call what number do we call nine one one i was like wow that that one's actually i mean if somebody <laughs> had a if i had a stepdad i feel like i would be right that would be informed very to useful know what to do. Yeah. yeah it's like having a new puppy it said <laughs> 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 takes time to adjust <laughs> <laughs> I did have a note about the first Smoochie song. I was like, damn, this song's a fucking banger. Like it sounded 
It yeah, sounded yeah. like a funky, mm-hmm. like a funky version of like a Burl Ives song. Mm. You know, Burl Ives, he did that uh the what's the fucking song where it's like, oh, the big rock candy mountain. Oh that's yeah. Burl Ives. I, I definitely like that smoochy song better than the opening Rainbow Randolph song wasn't really my favorite. It, that one yeah, was kind of like whatever, but I like the smoochy, smoochy stuff a bit more. My um, first yeah. note about Rain- Rainbow Randolph was Krusty the Clown ripoff. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knives out from the beginning. Oh, oh, yeah. The- oh yeah. Not pulling any punches. <laughs> yeah, <I think laughs> no one's safe. We, no one's safe. Be- Going after everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the half, the half, like one of the <laughs> hardest I laughed in the movie was when uh, Robin Williams take a takes like a sip of tea and spills some Thank on his crotch, so and he's like, this. "My balls are on fire!" He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, just it, he just uh, screams, he just constantly screaming. But I I I loved him just out of nowhere screaming like, "My balls are on fire!" Fire. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and then yeah the t- the comedic timing of that is so wonderful and it just is a, obviously a situation where he must have genuinely had hot liquid in there because the reaction just seems so perfect. It was great to yeah. that mm-hmm. where yeah he just he, he uh, saw a little reco- bit on the shirt recoil but... recoils from the coffee in a way that like seems so like a visceral reaction to a hot liquid and then just to immediately go oh my balls are on fire <laughs> I I was. I made an oak cracked up. So glad you brought that up. That was so funny to me. His delivery on that. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I, there was one time they were mentioning like newspapers are like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, there's a lot of uh, headlines about you. And I think Norton says like, that's a lot of ink, something like that. And it's just, <laughs> I, I, okay. It's an interesting way of saying it. Uh, I cleaned up half of the poppies in Asia. Um, was, there, was, there. That, was that line? And then the uh, credits at the end were in fucking Comic Sans. I don't know if you guys noticed that. But that was amazing. Ins- Love that. that was also an insane choice. I was like, Love that. It seemed like someone like, oh, let's remind him that it's funny. It's a funny movie. Um, <laughs> That's great. But I'm going to go through some uh, quick little tidbits of... Uh, reviews here and before we go to our final thoughts um to remind oh, he calls one more he calls yeah, yeah. smoochie a, a carpet bagger which i was like this makes no sense no, no sense. it's a pillow biter they're both northerners i thought oh it was a, it was a <laughs> oh. got him <laughs> <laughs> uh there's there's a lot of like Danny DeVitoisms in people's <laughs> in people's uh, dialect and their and their speech and and everything, um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, the reviews will will touch on the critics gave it a forty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, audience gave it a sixty six. It's like not the biggest gap between the two, but I, I don't know. Just the nature of this movie, I feel like, has always been polarizing, like in my mind. Um, yeah, like. You- Think about who, what for? What part of what part yeah. of Rotten Tomatoes audience is going and reviewing Death to Smoochie? And I feel like the only people who are doing that mm-hmm. are mostly people who are nostalgic about that movie. Yeah, <laughs> so they're probably going to give it a positive review. I like. I don't think I if I'm like mo- like movie reviewing as like a as like an audience member and I'm like thinking about movies to review and I'm like, Ooh, that's the, that's the smoochie. 
I'm going to give them my, <laughs> give them the business. Like, <laughs> I just feel like if you're going to review something, you're going to have a strong feeling about it. I, unless you just like, mm-hmm. you know, you're yes. somebody that likes to review things and have your voice heard regardless of what it, what it is. But I feel like in to, for call to action, it's either going to be like, wow, that was fucking awful. I need to see how other people feel and then like express myself or that was great. And then once you find out that there's differing opinions, you're like, oh, I feel like I need to really defend this. But mm-hmm. we're going to get to audiences like there's plenty of five star reviews for this movie, which I think just Ooh, kind of sometimes wow. it just blows my mind where it's like almost like, are you overcompensating or it's I just I don't know. I shouldn't harsh other people's uh, enjoyment. I feel like it's it's anyone, interesting either side. I think it's strong reactions. Who, Anyone who rates it five out of five, it just it's it's nostalgia. Like they saw the movie mm-hmm. fifteen years ago, and they're 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 basing that review on their memory. That's got to be it. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot. I mean, I do that with movies myself, and yeah, no and, and it's, like, it's not like I'm gonna be like, oh, that was like a two and a half, three star. I'm gonna go on and give my review. It's like I'm just gonna forget about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. From the critic side, let's start with the New York Times from AO Scott. Uh, 20 out of 100. You're going to say AOC. AOC, no. yeah, AOC had a strong opinion about this movie. Yeah. It's just like, I need to write an editorial. <laughs> she about... was in like high school or something. AO <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott says, there are a few laughs, but I'm not sure that a comedy is supposed to make you recoil, which is what Smoochie does. Okay. It's a real (laughs) recoilers Um, from AV club. Scott Tobias gives it a 30 out of 100 an aggressive black comedy that seeks to satisfy a bloodlust already quelled many times over by what? I'm not sure (laughs) Uh, from TV guide magazine, Matlin McDonough, 30 out of 100, a misfire of spectacular proportions. I agree with that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Misfire. (laughs) Fair. Misfire is such a perfect way to describe the movie because mm-hmm. there's just so much star power and it's just not that good. Uh, it's fi- it's firing. It's trying stuff. It's definitely like fucking trying. Yeah, stuff. I was gonna say the trying. A lot stuff of fires. Like, yeah, yeah, a lot. Of- <laughs> you need to put some some of those fires out a bit. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, no. Especially hey. the one that involves yourself and self-immolating. Yourself. Hey, now you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> An angel came up to me with curly hair stopped me from killing myself yeah so movie this comedy has suicide in it um washington post michael o'sullivan 30 out of 100 it's so over the top the top isn't even visible in the rear view mirror i don't like that guy (laughs) zing uh entertainment weekly owen gleiberman uh 33 out of 100 tells a moldy oldie (laughs) tells a moldy oldie not nearly as nasty as it thinks it is joke over and over again. I, I kind of <laughs> vibe with that. I understand what the, what they mean. I think moldy yeah. oldie is pretty great. Uh, let's go to Rolling Stone. Peter Travers, 40 out of 100. The black comic assault on family entertainment is going to right. set a lot of de- teeth on edge. If only his DeVito's material were better this time. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'll do one more. From- I mean, it's fair, yeah, because I mean, so much of this is like on Devito, right? Because I, you did pull in, yeah, people that have been in good movies. It's not the actor's fault. It's Devito, right? It's the the acting what is mostly this? wasn't bad. 
Yeah. I'd, I'd say. What is this material uh, though? Like what is, what, what is, is this material? What, is, for what sure. is the best version of this movie? Right. Is and there is one? Cause good? it's like, yeah, it, right. Cause there's with this script, it's, like, is this script at like base level worth making a movie of is what I was questioning the whole time I was watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair. Interesting question. Uh, <laughs> Should this exist? Should this exist? Should this exist? <laughs> Let's play. Um, Should you have tried? I'll do one more uh, critic review before we do some audience reviews from LA Times. Fifty out of one hundred. We're warming up. We're almost to uh, to the fresh side of things. Um, from Kevin Thomas says starts out as a such a deliciously savage satire of TV kitty shows mm-hmm. that it's a <laughs> that's a, that it's a shame it swerves out of control and over the top. Sliding into tedium before pulling together for a clever, if protracted, finish. Love protractors. Protractor. Yeah. Um, We'll go to the audience side of things. On Amazon, it has an average rating of 4.7 out of 5. Holy uh, shit, seriously? 2,000 ratings. 84% of the reviews are five-star reviews. Oh, my God. (laughs) So 84% of the people came to Amazon and were like, Perfect. Sad Rock became president. Perfect. Perfect movie. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where? Let's find the. Let's find the five star. I I like to do strictly five star. Let's see. Let's see what people have to say. Um. Oh God. The the long ones are pretty fun. Let's t- let's do this long one. It's a. It's oh, wow. From Richard R. It's a top five hundred reviewer. A Vine voice, whatever that means on Amazon titled death to smoochie is one of a kind written in 2014 i saw death to smoochie when it was released in movie theaters i had seen the trailer on tv and it looked so oddball out of the ordinary with a nice cast directed by danny devito i decided i I had to see it i wasn't missing this when i saw it the theater didn't have many people in it i went with a friend who was somewhat (laughs) interested in seeing the movie he didn't mind the cast and when he heard i was going he didn't argue he figured he'd give it a shot and we went to see the movie cool story I love this. The first few minutes of that. <laughs> a little slice of life piece right yeah, now. Which is great. You get, yeah, the, you get the flavor of how they're feeling that day. He's really wearing nice. it. The first few minutes of the movie. He's wearing a yellow button up at the time. Yeah. And it had a mustard stain on it. But you couldn't really see the mustard stain <laughs> because the shirt was yellow. I haven't quite figured out what kind of detergent would really get out of stain like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely trying out my <laughs> trying out the other options. Anyways, the first trailer was for this new apocalypse movie. That seems to be all the rage at this time. <laughs> no, that's not. Oh, actually. I thought you were serious. No, <laughs> I was describing the previous. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It's not far off. They go on to say uh, the first few minutes of the movie. I was a bit worried with Rainbow Randolph dancing around on a kiddie show that didn't last too long until the comedy picked up and the tone changed. We had a great time from start to finish. The basic. Uh, and then he goes, does a little synopsis of the plot. My friend started blowing me halfway through the film. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we had a fucking blasty blast. <laughs> I can't say I'm surprised the movie did poorly at the box office. However, I'm surprised it did as poor as it did. The subject may have turned people off or had been a bit too odd for someone to even want to give it a chance. About the only time I hear people have heard of Death to Smoochie is because Henry Rollins has talked in stand-up and such about how he auditioned for a role in the movie but didn't get the part and how he felt he would have done the role better. I wonder what Henry, Henry Rollins was. We need to watch there. that if, if we can find. That would be cool. Watch that. Maybe I can pull that up. The movie is full of great <laughs> writing, lots of memorable lines, and most from Williams safari it's small but it's fierce it was an accident you bring the hammer 
somebody touched my ass, etc. Just going through all the great lines. Those sound more oh. like my notes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. The movie's not perfect. It has a few lulls here and there, but but okay, not many why is movies. it a five out of five then, motherfucker? Fucker? <laughs> yeah, overcompensating. I'm telling you. But not many <laughs> movies can keep such a pace. The characters in the movie are all pretty well thought out, and they're over the top in a way that's fitting for a movie titled Death to Smoochie. Death to Smoochie is one of a kind. It made a big impression on me in 2002. It's one of the better movies I've seen in the past 15 years. I'm surprised since Robin Williams wow. died, no place I, that I've noticed has mentioned this movie. It's a shame, too. I think it's a great adult comedy that he starred in. The movie allowed Robin Williams to do his thing with the character, and I can't imagine anyone else playing the part of Rainbow fucking Randolph. <laughs> Let's go. It wouldn't have been the same film without Robin Williams. That is interesting to think about. It's like, would we even give a fuck about this movie if Robin Williams wasn't in it? Probably not. Like, I, I don't even... think that Ed Norton would have signed even signed on if Robin Williams wasn't this part. Danny DeVito it's like the only, a lot of pull, too. It's like the only redeeming quality about the movie. Mm-hmm. Is that oh, yeah, like parts it. where Rob Williams is very funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I and can just, imagine him gravitating though towards like the character of Smoochie being a hippie and that being his like plight. And the part of the conflict is getting people on board with how a natural lifestyle. Because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Edward Norton is himself like into yeah into. Uh, I, I know he was on like Tim Ferriss's podcast and they were talking about surfing and shit like that. And he just seems like a, the type of guy that's really into his health and really into, um, yeah, natural. Yeah. But the living. character, the character is not really like, it's not like it's a very deep multifaceted character. You know what I mean? It's pretty surface fair. level. Like, yeah, fair. Ed Norton's character in particular. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause not, I mean, like, it's, a lot of it is just him being scared about what's happening. And, you know, we, and he doesn't really we, have much of a difference from his like on stage persona to behind the scenes. He's kind of like that cheese ball in both settings. Absolutely. Like he doesn't really like let the guard down, or like let his stage presence off when he's off the stage. He's just like, yeah, I'm still this guy. That's like kind of, we a don't, rhino. we don't even get like a, a background as to why he is the way he is. Nah. Yeah, why wasn't he successful? Yeah, absolutely. There's no, there's no like internal struggle that he overcomes or anything like that. He just sort of gets real mad at the end and then doesn't mm-hmm. kill someone. Like that's his like mm-hmm. character arc. Or like why they is know that, him. They're like, oh, we got to get get me Smoochie. It's like, how do you guys even know Smoochie? You just kind of like there's a quick scene with John Stewart and Catherine Keener. Like, oh, that guy's a cheese ball. Oh, he's too pure and all that stuff. But that's all they. That's his reputation. But why he has that. You're not really sure because what has he done besides just songs at a clinic or whatever? He's he seems like he just <laughs> sings on the street in a fucking weird weird outfit. Uh, well, because so. usually like yeah, usually like in a story, right? There's like a there's a character arc. Like this, someone has to do something, mm-hmm. and then there's an obstacle that they have to get over. Mm-hmm. And, Following okay, and that's like, okay, that's like <laughs> writing uh-huh. this down. It's like the essential like part of a story right uh-huh. right but this yeah. this movie didn't really have that no. at all like yeah, Rob, yeah. Catherine Williams gotten they got in a relationship and then oh yeah i guess there's the love story aspect but that's yeah like but they didn't go saying, she just like did the, the same thing that she's been doing always is be a kid show groupie yeah, yeah. she didn't really evolve either no she's just like oh this time i finally picked the right <laughs> children's character guy who's yeah. not 
weird. And though I was, but the thing that worked for us, we all agree on, is yeah, Ron Williams and Edward Norton like getting together at the end and doing something together, and like yeah, them dancing mm-hmm. that song to the. It wasn't really by that time. I was kind of just like happy to turn the movie off, to be honest. But like them singing and dancing and doing some t- something together, like was a d- good direction That's to go in. Song. I thought that was good. Yeah. I'm just going to do one more audience review and then we'll do some final thoughts and wrap it up uh, with a game from Puck titled Favorite Hidden Gem. Five stars. I absolutely love this movie when it came out. It was one of my favorite hidden gems. There's a lot of past tense here. One of my favorite Robin Williams flicks, too. It doesn't get as much attention as I think it deserves. Lots of great one liners. And at the time, some very funny, unexpected events. I also grew up during the time of Barney the Dinosaur and actually liked Barney as a kid. So this one has a special place in my old heart. My girlfriend and I watched this after I purchased it because I'd been telling her about it. She was very surprised she hadn't heard of it either with the cast that was in it and loved it as well. She also very much liked Barney during the time we were both kids. This is one of my top five five movies ever. And it sucks that it didn't get the attention I think it deserved. Ever. Wow. You guys big Barney fans? Growing up? I used to be, yeah. Growing up, yeah. I wasn't crazy about it. I used to be. <laughs> not I mean, anymore. You know, I'm not, I grew I'm not a huge up. fan of <laughs> yeah. I haven't really caught up with the oh, really? seasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, when I was a small child, I, I liked Barney. <laughs> uh, that didn't oh, you do. make me like this movie. Oh, dude, anymore, you got to check though. out this newspaper headline. Barney is having this huge fucking beef right now with the new star of Blue's Clues. And they're like, of course, I've already heard of that. That's okay, on yeah. the front page of every newspaper. Everyone's <laughs> talking about it. It's like, yeah, the, the queen <laughs> is like there too, but it's like CNN has right. is, is gotten live feed uh, to all the upcoming events <laughs> with your favorite kids show um, drama. <laughs> and uh, this is where we'll move on to final thoughts. Alex, would you care to start us off? Unless you prefer to go at a go second or last. Hey, save the best for first. That's what they always say. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've pretty much given my overall view on the movie. Like it, cool. you know, it, it sort of had, it definitely had star power potential. Uh, you know, Rob Williams is great. Ed Norton's a great actor. Danny DeVito's great. Catherine Keener's great. Yeah. Um, but, and then the, you know, the concept is, is sort of interesting. Like the this i don't know the guy wanting to get his spot back or whatever i don't know the the plot sounds like it could be funny and the concept of rob williams having free reign to like do whatever he wants that Mm. is sounds really great but then i don't know something they just there just wasn't really like a through line of uh of like character arc or like narrative story throughout the whole thing to to make it come together as like a whole movie Mm -hmm. and i'm sure that like i would have liked it a lot more if i saw it like in theater when it came out you know i was like 12 years old so i'm sure that it would have made me laugh my fucking balls (laughs) off yeah but as an adult who watched it over two different viewings like while i was making dinner like you know it it wasn't that good (laughs) yeah it kind of felt like homework, honestly. Yeah, I feel you, man. Sorry to put you through. We'll get, we'll pick you up. Maybe pick a better one for you next time. <laughs> it's great to see you. Then I haven't seen you in like ten years. Yeah. You want to watch this shitty I, movie and talk about? It? Yeah. Well, hey, I, you know, I, I've, I can say that I've watched Death of Smoochie now. I don't have to wonder. Not only watched it, but anymore. talked about it in pornographic detail. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. You're gonna, you're gonna get your "You Survived Death to Smoochie" mm-hmm. certificate in the mail coming soon. Yeah, polarized approved. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you have like a out of one hundred, what would you? Yes. Zero being worst, one hundred being bestest. You know, I I don't Freshest. think that the movie was like offensively bad. Like it wasn't like. It you didn't know, have if, Nazis in it. If, yeah, I know. But that was that his favorite part. part. <laughs> yeah. favorite part. Um, it's not offensive, but it had somebody who was going to, yeah, commit suicide. Like, <laughs> when I when I think like Dick bad, cookies. bad movie, I think of like, you know, those like offshoots of scary movie, like oh, epic movie. Disaster movie, movie is the worst thing I've ever disaster seen. Disaster movie. Like those movies are fucking bad. Yeah. This yeah. actually offensive. had like pretty much everyone was a good was did get some good acting in it uh <laughs> Catherine Keener even though i think she's a good actress was not great yeah. uh but she didn't really have a lot to work with the um, character kind of sucked yeah so i'll say i'll give it a i'll give it a, i'll give it a 50 cool nice yeah no wait 55 okay yeah yeah right on Brandon you want right to you want to yeah. go next yeah 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 um I, I laughed in this movie, you know, and I, given that it is a comedy, you know, laughing at parts of this movie, yeah, is it fulfilling its objective and accomplishing the mission it set out to do. And there were swings in this. And like we've talked about a lot of misfires for sure, because the plot is really convoluted. I, it's also really mean spirited. And I don't think that that makes, that's at times it detracts from the movie and makes it unsuccessful where you're like, Ooh, this movie kind of like hates these characters, you know, like if, you know, again, to bring up the, uh, Edward Norton being, uh, like a vegetarian or like vegan, whatever, like the, not only did Catherine Keener not like that, but it also just seems like the movie itself and the world that the movie lives in just doesn't like him for doing that and thinks that that's stupid. (laughs) And, and yeah, I, I'm not, I typically am not a fan of when a movie is too like mean and pessimistic. Uh, I do, I think sincerity goes a long way at times. It can be funny and it can be raunchy and it can, you know, be those things and be dark too. Um, but yeah, um, at points it just didn't sit well with me because I'm like, dude, all these people suck. They treat each other like shit. Why do I give a fuck about any of these people? Um, but then there would be definitely uh, moments, especially with Robin Williams, where it's he is incredibly magnetic. Uh, he does. He brings so much to the table, probably to a fault. I'm sure a lot of people are like, Robin, you need to chill the fuck out. But this. Yeah, this movie is better off because he's in it. And um, there are enjoyable parts of it. I, I Again, the whole fact it it reminded me of. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall with the vampire puppet scene where like in the movie, they talk about this fucking ice rink event. They talk about that puppet musical he's working on. And it really was delightful and blew me away that the musical that, that is at the end is about what happened in the movie. And I just thought that that was so funny. It blew my mind. They actually had Nazi flags like in this kid show. They had Moochie raising on a platform (laughs) walking into the Burley. I was just <laughs> cracking up there. I was like, there's the scene where there's he's like a dead. mythology and, to, to Smoochie. <laughs> totally. 
<laughs> everyone's kids, aware of all these, these world events have too. zero idea <laughs> <laughs> they, they put on this whole show that's really just for and let me, audience let me, let's be clear you love that right <laughs> but i i thought it was so funny <laughs> that they did that so again uh, i'm just laughing thinking about it i laughed writing some of these you know some of these lines uh some of the things that happened in it and so yeah i it's definitely not a perfect movie and there's a fair enough that makes this movie not good in enjoyment <laughs> that I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it a high percentage. I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it a 60%. I'm going to say a little bit above. If you like Robin Williams, this is a, this is an interesting movie to check out if you haven't seen it and you like Robin Williams. It's but, a, yeah, other than that, it's fresh. You give it a fre- just, just at the cusp of, uh, just at the cusp just, though, just at the crossover line. Um, yeah, I uh I overall didn't didn't really like super enjoy this movie. I would be lying if I said I didn't laugh. I was if I could pinpoint a lot of the moments I did laugh though, it seemed yeah, kind of it stemmed from Robin Williams and stuff that he would do that might not even have been in the script, might not have been Danny DeVito's idea, might have just been him him riffing. Um so as far as the comedic element of that goes, it kind of like fell a little flat for me. And then there's this whole, it's, it's really a mob movie. This is a mob movie. And it's like, I don't know, both that kind of fell flat for me too. Cause it just didn't really keep me that interested with all the different pieces and everything. Um, but yeah, there's, there's also positive sides of this as well. There's like, like we we're saying, like a misfire is a good expression of it. Cause it's Danny DeVito trying a lot of things. He's given a lot of resources himself. He's given it to him like himself. He can, has that sort of pull to do interesting things. He's got shots in times square. Like there's uh sort of a combination of earnestness, but also sort of like bloated sort of goes too long, uh, sort of quality of this movie too. a little indulgent for him uh, in certain ways where it seems like it could have been cut, cut in certain areas or just kind of uh, some things, either characters consolidated or uh, certain mm-hmm. other things sort of um, condensed because Alex mentioned the conceptually it's like, Oh, like the, this cast of characters in a dark comedy, like about the nefarious side of kids television, there could be something there. It takes the right person to make that movie. Um, but this script and what it is, it's like, we mentioned earlier, it's like, I don't know, like, is there a good version of this? What is the best version of this? Does it even need to exist? And it's like, also, what is this movie trying to do? Is it, it's trying to be funny and it's trying to be a version of that with like this kind of almost noir mobster sort of Dick Tracy thing too. Um, but it is like almost too much Danny DeVito voice in a lot of the characters. And then hack DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> I love the man. I love the man. Um, but, and, and it's just, uh, yeah, like not super enjoyable of a watch, a little long, a lot of mean spirited characters and, uh, Robin Williams, honestly, is like as much as I enjoy certain parts of it, a lot of it is him isolated screaming into a void. And that yeah. just isn't as enjoyable as so many other of his other performances. So it's not raking high on his own performance um, to me. But it's like if this if I were to watch this movie again, it would be like if it's on TV and I'm in a hotel and I throw it on for like a, a little bit, but then I'm, I'm not going to finish the whole thing. Like next commercial break, I'm probably probably going to like switch it to something else or whatever, but I might catch like a snippet of it, but it's not going to be something I would 
recommend or uh, possibly even remember a lot of them. It might just kind of leak out of my brain. Um, I'm going to give it a less than favorable score of, uh, I'll do a, a 48. I'm going to do 48%. Um, and that's Death to Smoochie. I know we're running a bit low on time, Alex, if you got to go, I understand, but I can do this uh, quick game if uh, you're have a minute or two. Yeah, I have like literally like two minutes. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to give you a name of a movie and then you got to guess what the Rotten Tomatoes score is. And okay. uh, this score is the same on both the audience side and the critic side. And they mm. share the same exact score. Uh, the, the three movies that I'm going to present to you. So does that make sense? You just yes. have to guess closest to what the score is. The first movie, Speed Rounds. Uh, no, ladies, gentlemen. Um, to you, Alex, what is the agreed upon score by audiences critics of misery? Uh, say 85, 85 Brandini. What do you say? Misery. I feel like that's rated. We're talking about the one with Bates. Yes. Kathy Bates, James Caan based on Stephen, Stephen King novel. I think that movie is like one of his highest rated movies, like adaptations. I'm going to go like 93, 90. Three, uh, I'm going to give it to Brandini. It was a 90. You guys were on both sides of the fence there. Oh, very, wow. very close. We're going to move right along, Alex, if, if you need a bow at any time, no problem. Uh, right. Two more movies. Uh, next one to Brandon. Die Hard. What is the score? Ooh, I don't. That is a cold classic, so I don't think it's going to be highly rated. Especially, yeah, critics. I don't know if they're really going to get on board. I'm going to go 71. 71 from Brandini. What do you got, Alex Sagan? It's it's so surprising that it's the same score, uh, critics and and an audience, right? Because that doesn't make any sense in my mind. Yeah, I I don't see audiences scoring this less than like, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess eighty five again. Eighty five, great choice because you've won it. It has a ninety four, very favorable <laughs> from both sides. <laughs> Everyone. This, these like okay. kind of cult classics will like rise above and Rotten Tomatoes later yeah, on because here's uh, an interesting thing about Die Hard. Um, I was recently reading this book called um, what is it called? Uh, Wired for Story. It's all about storytelling and uh, what makes good stories and sort of awesome. like the the science behind what makes good stories. And the the author is like this, uh, you know, like. A literature professor she's this woman and she shouts out die hard many times yeah. during the book it is like and it's just saying That's how good story. it is <laughs> how yeah. good it is at setting up things and then having it pay off later mm -hmm. and yeah one of my yeah, favorite so, movies is back so to the future and i feel the same way about that as like it just like the back half of back to the future pays off like a slot machine and it's like mm -hmm. your dopamine or like your brain just is yeah. like Loving exactly. every second of that one, everything just starts paying off. And then when you yeah, rewatch those movies, you watch the beginnings of them set everything up because you know what's going to pay off later. And so the beginning uh, just becomes more enjoyable. You're like, oh, they're setting that up. Oh, that's going to pay off. Yeah. They're setting that up. There's a scene that she specifically shouts out in the in the airplane at the beginning of the movie. He talks about like, oh, uh, when I'm on an airplane, my feet always hurt. And the guy, uh, the guy next to him is like something like untie your shoes or something like that. Huh. And yeah. that's why he ends up taking his shoes off later. Jeez. 
And then that's why he ends up having to walk across the glass. Classic. And so, yeah, that's amazing. It's all right. What's the third one? This is airtight. All right. Last one. The, the, the tiebreaker you guys got our one, one and one. It is to you, Alex, never ending story. No, you haven't, maybe you haven't seen in a long time, but I always like to make the third one a little more challenging. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I, I feel like this is another audience Homer movie and I don't see audiences rating this very low Mm -hmm. unless it, for some reason was involved in some kind of political thing lately. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think that the audience would tank it. Uh, But it happens. uh, It does. I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say 80, 80% Brandini to you, sir. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if do audiences immediately get in and go like, thank God, like, wow, this is really spectacular. I'm trying to think. A lot of this is like is, rated after the fact too, of like not when the movie yeah. Ron Tomatoes wasn't out when the movie was out. So this is all like a right. lot of after the fact stuff. If that helps. Yeah. I'm going to go with my similar to my score last time. and I'm going to go, I'm going to say 75, 75. Alex, you like, we're almost right on the fucking dot. It's an 81. You got 80. So oh, you are the winner sh- oh, shit. of yeah. Magnetize. Congratulations. Go. We'll send you that certificate in the mail along with the other one. I forget. We were some other certificate we were going to give. Um, but thank I'm you. I'm excited about that. I hope that's not a joke and I actually do get a certificate in the mail. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you totally, totally will. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Just, we'll, have, we'll, have, <laughs> we'll have our polarized people get in touch with your people and it'll be your- there right away a uh, p.o box uh whatever um you, you gotta go right <laughs> yeah well yeah i have we'll, to we'll, go we'll, we'll, i'll figure it out later, later. <laughs> but I, if i don't get that certificate i'm gonna be very fucking mad thank All you right, so much for joining us man oh, okay he's gone <laughs> he's gone but again just for the record thank you alex so much for joining yes. us we really appreciate it man you got you're not here to to say anything about it but what a fucking guest brandini he uh was a true pleasure to have on Absolutely. This has been a great app. This would be the moment when we uh, announce our next movie, which I'm not sure which uh, William Robin Williams movie you had uh, planned for us for, for next time. Yeah. Um, it's going to be house of D house of D. I have never even heard of this movie. Have you, have you heard of this movie? You seen this movie? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen the movie too. Oh damn. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to read a little synopsis, yeah. little premise of it. And then, uh, we'll be on our merry way. It is wow. Written and directed by David Duchovny, uh, on their son, Odell's 13th birthday, graphic artist, Tom Warsaw finally confesses to his wife, why they, why he fled Greenwich village, New York city for Paris when he was that age. As a schoolboy, naturally sensitive, considerate, Tommy's best buddy was adult halfwit Papas. Father Duncan's Catholic school's assistant janitor. Smothered by his dependent mother, a mute orderly, Tommy got parental advice from a woman's prison inmate. This is a lot to take in. Together with Papas, he saves up tips from their butchery delivery rounds. One night, Papas steals the bike they were saving for. Tommy tries to take the blame, but ends up expelled as if he had been the instigator. Even more tragic consequences follow. That was that was a strange synopsis. Yes. It's a strange movie. Oh, wait. Okay. This was an easier one. By working through problems stemming from his past, Tom Warshaw, an American artist living in Paris, begins to discover who he really is and returns to his home to reconcile with his family and friends. I should have read that one. That other one was long. 
and <laughs> a little too uh, revealing. I, I want to find out on my own what's going to happen in this movie. Um, all right. Starring David Coveney, T. Leone, uh, Robin Williams, Anton Yelchin, Erica Badu, Frank Langella. Um, wow. Zelda Williams is in it. Uh, his, his daughter. Um, you said it's directed by David Duchovny, right? Written and directed by Duchovny. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. We go on from a DeVito pick. <laughs> yeah. Guess what else, Brandon? Speaking of House of D, these are two movies with two <laughs> double D names. Danny DeVito and David Duchovny. <laughs> D D D D. It's meant to be. Yeah. You like those double Ds, Brandon. I know you. you. I know. Li- I, yeah. I did. Okay, okay, motorboat and son of a bitch. Um, we are out of here, folks. If you'd like to see us do this live, we're on twitch.tv slash polarized pod uh, Tuesdays or Wednesdays, depending. Usually it's one of those. Um, you can reach us on Twitter at the same polarized pod on Twitter, uh, polarized the pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us a line there, uh, any like ideas for movies or an, ideas for segments, uh, anything else you want to express to us. Uh, and then rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts would help a lot as well. Brandini, you the man, you the you the co-hostess with the mostest. Thanks again for taking this journey. You are with too. Me. No, and thank you, man. I'm excited to start this journey. This is episode number one. That's true. And this is it's going to be wonderful to de- delve deep into the uh, filmography of Robin Williams. He's uh, already yeah the standout of the movie we watched, and I'm sure he's going to be. Uh, the standout in a lot of these movies that we watch and the best parts of it. So Mm -hmm. it'll be great. And not like his biggest, biggest ones. I think it'll just really uh, help us get to know, know the guy, maybe even a a little bit more possibly. We'll, we'll see. Um, But yeah, thank you again. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.